Hello, everybody, and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. I am Chad Russell. That is Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries, and uh, we are a show called Solid Steps. We do a show for men, by men, talking about things from a man's perspective. And we want to talk about these things because, men, we need to talk about more than sports, weather, and politics. And our topic today is more than sports, weather, and politics. <laughs> we are finishing up a five-week series on spiritual warfare. We believe something that not enough gets preached from the pulpit, and that's not a knock on preachers. They only have 30 minutes to an hour each week to preach, and they only have so much to cover. But this needs to be talked about in a day-to-day, what do we do about operating in the middle of a war that we are in? The scriptures are pretty clear that we're in a war, and we are in the middle of the fighting forces above our heads and the product of um, some of the evil that's coming is coming after us. And so we want to talk about what does it look like? The first four weeks we talked about who is Satan. That was the first show. We have an enemy. Who is he? The second show was about demons and they're real. And where did they come from? Uh, the third show was about, what did we talk about in the third show? That was so long ago, I don't remember. <laughs> we talked about something very important when it comes to spiritual warfare. We talked about um, the use of you know scriptures and what do we do as far as keeping healthy. Uh, last week, we had a, uh, the fourth show was about um, maintaining, maintaining our, free- maintaining our freedom. Walking in freedom, kind of regular maintenance of spiritual warfare. Yep. This week, we decided to add the fifth show, and the fifth show is about specifically our families, our homes, and children. What? Because it seems like that is probably the most, where we see the most day-to-day problems. In fact, something that came up while filming this series or taping this series, we had someone reach out to us about a family member whose middle school daughter is walking and going through some very dark things. Some things that were forced upon her, other things though she's kind of embracing and walking with. So, uh, Kurt, I'm going to swap roles here a little bit. I'm going to do a lot of the question asking. You're going to do a lot of the question answering. But before we get started, you want to do something very important and essential in spiritual warfare. Yeah, it is essential, and it's it's the power of prayer. And so I'm going to open us in prayer. And Lord God, we we need you. We are broken, destitute men apart from you, but with you we are more than conquerors for those of us who are in Christ Jesus. And if you are for us, who can be against us? And so, Lord... Help us to walk in that authority and help us to rely on you, not on our own strength, but on your strength. When we are weak, you are strong. And so, Lord, we also um, recognize that, and we also need your protection. And so we pray, Lord, for your protection over us right now as we talk about spiritual warfare. We pray this in the powerful and the mighty name of Jesus Christ, who rose from the grave, conquered sin, conquered death, and conquered the enemy. We pray in your glorious name, Lord. Amen. Amen. So, spiritual warfare in the house. Last week we talked about the the what can an individual need to do on their day-to-day life, which is really, you know, you got to be walking in the Lord, praying on a regular basis, reading the Word of God, or non-negotiables to a person walking in freedom and knowing who they are in Christ, their main identity, and just living out of that identity, Okay. So, but we, we, we realize that we, we need to talk more about kids because a lot of times kids cannot live out of their own identities when they don't even know who they are. They're trying to figure out stuff. I am trying to figure out stuff. Adults figuring out who they are in Christ. But when you're talking about a three, four, five, six, seven year old, 10 year old, 12 year old who's still trying to figure out a lot of things, there are some things that we need to do on behalf of them. So, what would you say, Kurt, 
is a top button for men. You say, okay, I get it. We're in a war and I need to do more from my family. And it's not just something that was created by the evangelical church world to say, men, you're the leader of your home spiritually. That wasn't something that was caught up in that. Talk a little bit about what the Bible does say about men being the leaders. Fathers, you are to be the teacher. You, it, it says it clearly in Ephesians chapter 5. It talks about, I mean, and, and, and throughout Colossians 3, I mean, throughout so Deuteronomy 6, fathers, talk about these things when you lie down, when you walk along the road, when you rise up. You know, it's this principle of you are the spiritual leader, Dad. You are to be the one who talks about and opens the Bible. You're to be the one that doesn't mean that mom can't do this too, but dads, you get on your knees with your kids. You got a five-year-old kid or a three-year-old kid. Start now. Start when your child is one and two years old. Start if if you if you don't even have children and your wife is pregnant. I remember uh, back in the day that I would put my hands on mama's tummy. The baby isn't even out yet, but praying for, out loud, praying for that child. Um, And so, you know, guys, we have to remember that we are always teaching. We are never not teaching. And we are never not learning. And so who is your teacher and what are you teaching? And, and the thing is, if you are relying on the Lord and, and the Lord is teaching you through his word and you are, you are a God seeker, you are seeking the things of truth, um, you are modeling the way. Be a, be a model to follow. And, and what we talked about, I think it was in week one or two, um, you know, we're on one end of the football field or the other. One fo- on end of the football field is, you know, we rarely, if ever, talk about the things of spiritual warfare and then the other end, other end is it's there's a problem, it's there's a demon behind every rock, tree, bush, shrub, you know, couch and chair. Well, that's not reality. It's 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 right in the middle. It's at the fifty yard line. And so if we're modeling that, we're talking with our kids about the things of Jesus, about the things of Christ. We're walking with God, and we are um, creating a culture of prayer in our homes, and and we're modeling that. And we're not going to do this perfect. And when we blow it, one of the per, one of the best things we can do, and we when we lose our temper, when we say things we shouldn't, uh, admit it, confess to your kids. Hey, you know, Daddy, uh, Chad, uh, you, you've modeled this. You, you know, I've I've tried to model this, and you've you've shared stories about you know when you got angry and and uh, I had to apologize this morning to one of the boys. <laughs> I said, man, I, I I handled that wrong, and I'm sorry about that. You know, and he's uh, seven, you know, so it starts early. And I guess that segues into my next question here is uh, and my statement would be if men don't know what to teach their kids, it's what are you learning mm-hmm. from God? What is he fathering you with? Yes. And, and, and begin to share those things at, at the breakfast table, at the dinner table, at bedtime. So when it comes to sharing in regards to spiritual warfare, guys, first off, the best thing you can do is start to consume and share and, and intake it yourself. What does the Bible say about these things, right? We just want to start the conversation in your head. But now here's my next question to you for these dads. Dad says, okay, I get it. I need to be the one who's is in, if insinuating leading from out front spiritually, my wife and I together, but if it's not happening, I need to at least instigate the conversation. What are some of the top button issues that we need to talk to our kids about? 
when it comes to warfare? What do we need to be discipling and teaching them in regards to warfare? I, you know, I think one of the things, I would pull out First Peter chapter 5, verse 8, and I would read it out loud with your, your family. The, the Bible says the enemy prowls around like a roaring lion. I would have a whole discussion about that. Talk about lions and t- talk about how they work and say Satan is much like a, how lions work. How, and, and begin to have discussions with your kids about these it's right in the scriptures. Pull out Mark chapter five and um, talk, talk about the uh, legion and uh, the demoniac, and have a discussion about that. Have a discussion about um, James chapter four verse seven when it says, uh, "Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee." Well, we'll talk about that. So let me ask you this. I can hear a parent right now and go, look, I don't want my kids to watch R-rated movies. I try to keep them away from movies that have a bunch of scary and gory things. Now you want me to tell them that this stuff is real. How am I supposed to do that without freaking them out? And I think I know the answer to it. You need to freak them out a little bit, but go <laughs> they, ahead. They, they do need, uh, they, they just need to be aware. You don't have to freak them out. You yeah. just d- d- just read the text and then talk about what Jesus did. Uh, what we have to remember, though, is that Jesus is the one who has all power, all authority, all dominion, and we love and we serve and we walk with him. And when we walk with him and we serve him and we love, we have laughter and joy and peace walking with Jesus, um, he's our protector. He's the one that is our guard. He is the one that we rely on. And we don't have to be afraid. And it, we, we, but in one sense, yeah, we need to have their eyes opened. Hey, we live in a war. The problem is that we live in a culture. We, we can't see a demon typically. Right. And so because we can't vis, you know, visually see a demon, then we don't, then we don't talk about it. Right. Well, that's, that's ignorant because the Bible, 20 of the 27 books of the New Testament talk about demons and Satan and evil spirits. Right. So we're going to take a break, come back in the next segment, and we're going to talk about a couple more practical things that you can be talking and discipling your kids about at a very young age about what it means to be in the middle of spiritual warfare. Episode three we talked about of this series was we're in the middle of a war. How do we survive? What do we need to do? We're going to talk more about that, how to have that conversation with kids here on Solid Steps Radio. We want to thank our sponsors who helped get this show on the air and get it out there for people. Ellen and Credit Union, they're a wonderful financial institution that will help you with your home loan, car loan, uh, credit cards. You need to figure out how to get out of debt. They can help figure out the finances to uh, take care of you and your money in regards to holding it and pointing you in the right direction. LNN Credit Union, Vision First Eye Care, 11 different locations just in the Louisville area alone. Uh, six in Louisville, actually 11 around the, at the state of Kentucky. And uh, you are more than just an eyeball at Vision First. You're a person. So if you need contacts or glasses, Vision First Eye Care is a place to go. And then Frank Enterprises, they are professional septic tank landscaping and wastewater management services. They will take care of your flowing water outside of your home if it's not going where it's supposed to go, Frank Enterprises. So last segment, we were talking about some things. Men, you're supposed to be the spiritual leader of the home as per the scripture. That's not something that was invented by some man. It was ordained by God. Men, lead the way. And we talked a little bit about how we engage our children. We need to be teaching them that we are in warfare and that there is an enemy without 
putting this fear of them because the real fear is the fear of the Lord, that he is our strength and he is the winner. He's all authority in heaven has been given to him. So we don't teach our kids the boogeyman's real, be afraid of them. We teach them, hey, there's somebody out there that does want to harm us. And we're trying to now talk about what are some ways we teach them to combat that. So we as men or women, we're supposed to be praying people, Bible reading and obeying people, having an identity in Christ people. But how do we teach our kids those three things, our identity in Christ, reading the Bible and praying? What are some practical things you do to teach your kids for them to do that for themselves? Uh, you know, I, I think back in the day when, when the kids were little, we would set the microwave timer and we would start at 30 seconds on how to have a quiet time. And every, every uh, day we would increase it by five seconds. So 30 seconds and the next day was 35. And it was beginning to help them commune with the Almighty. Because when the Almighty is with you and you are with the Almighty, we don't have to be afraid. Uh, guys, as you're listening to this, if you, your, your kids instinctively can read between the lines of what's going on in your life. And when you are drawing near to God, when you are pursuing the things of truth, and you are living in integrity, they can feel it. They can sense it. They can see it. And you are constantly modeling. And so, you know, that's first and foremost. You have to model the way of what it means. And then just some real practical things. Um, Just, you know, praying out loud. Let your kids see you praying out loud. Let your kids see you reading scripture and let your kids see you literally James 4 7 submit to God and resist the devil so here's a real practical thing that that uh, I, I've done with my kids and now they're grown and gone but to, to just out loud say Lord the Bible says to submit to you so Lord right now I am submitting to you you are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. You are the one, and I'm submitting to you. And then it says, James 4, 7, submit to God and resist the devil. And powers of darkness, we resist you. We used, to tra- we used to tell the kids, tell Satan to hit the road. And when we out loud, we say, Lord, we submit to you, and Satan, hit the road. You have no right in this home. And the Bible says he's got to flee. He's got to go. And a lot of times when there's, um, I just had a dad ask me this morning, he's got a three-year-old kid and he's got a little uh, one-year-old and the three-year-old was having some nightmares and some afraid of the dark and, and his, the dad even sensed, he goes, I think there's, there was some, some evil presence. And he said, I was listening to you guys' podcast and I, I, I just did what you told us to do. Submit to God. I, I, I started to pray, and I started to submit to God. And then I said, enemy, you got to go. You leave. I command you to leave. And, and guys, when our kids see us do that r- regularly, frequently, um, we're, we're teaching them how to do that. Right. We're, we're modeling the way. And, and a real practical thing that Chad that we've done before, I, I know you guys have done it. I've done this over the years for the last almost thirty years to to regularly, periodically, anoint our home with oil, 
And you think, what are you talking about? Anoint your home with oil. The Bible it talks about oil is the, the presence of God and the peace of God. Thou anointest my head with oil. That's Psalm 23. Folks, you know that psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. And then just fast forward, it says, he anoints my head with oil. David, the king of Israel back in the Old Testament, he was anointed with oil, I think, three different times. And um, in the New Testament, when you are sick, you call on the elders, you get they bring oil, and it says in James 5 to pray, and the, the elders will anoint you with oil, and the sick person will get well. And so oil is symbolic of the presence of God. Just like we take communion, we take a little piece of bread, and we take a little cup of juice, and that's symbolic of the body of Jesus and the blood of Jesus. Well, oil is symbolic of the presence of God and the peace of God. And so when you anoint with oil, typically I, I tell families, go to the entering points of your home, uh, the back door, the front door, the side door, the garage door, the porch door, whatever. And just like Moses taught the Israelites to take the blood uh, in the Exodus— they were to take the blood of the lamb and they were to anoint the door frames of their homes. And when the death angel flew over, he saw the blood and they he passed over them. That's why it's called the Passover. And you take that same principle, take just a little bit of olive oil and you anoint the home with oil, those, those entry points, and you just out loud, you just say, Lord, we're... This home has been bought with your blood. We are followers of you, Jesus, and we're submitting now to you. We, we love you, we're submitting to you, and we want to obey you. And so we're submitting to you, and we resist the powers of darkness. Powers of darkness, you have no right in this home. This home has been bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. And so we command you to leave and have no presence in this home whatsoever. We do it in the powerful name of Jesus, the name that is above every name, in his name, in his authority, and in his power. And uh, that's just a real practical way that you can begin training your kids on how to do warfare so that when they have families of their own, that they can do that. So really, you're incorporating the kind of the big three, your identity, who mm-hmm. you are in Christ because not of your works, but because of Jesus's works. Okay. You have a new identity in Christ. The old is gone. The new has come. You're adopted into the family as a son or daughter. You're with him. Boom. You got a new identity Two, the word of God and three prayer all come together when you're anointing the home. So it's more just kind of like an all, uh, encompassing, <laughs> all encompassing. Everything's coming together. Physical act to do. Okay. Um, so that's that's a, a, a kind of a corporate family thing. Now let me ask you this: uh, you got a next minute here or so in this in this segment here. Um, what about what are you teaching a child who? And let's segue. And if I need to come back to it, we will. What about if a child feels like they are under attack and they may not even know they are? Okay, if for a, ch- a child is if they're having nightmares, I I, t- I quit telling my kids when they have nightmares or I feel like somebody's in the room, I, I just say, you know, God's in the room. So you always know he's in the room. 
But I quit saying there's nobody in the room because there is somebody in the room. You're here. God is omnipotent. He's here. And if there are any demons or people who want to harm you unseen, they can't, they may be here, but you have the power for them to leave. Okay. Talk about how to do that in, in a child if they're by themselves. If they're by themselves. So, so I, and I love the story that Chip Ingram uh, uh, shares. He, you know, and, and I taught my kids this. You, you sense that there's darkness, that there's an evil presence. Fear. Fear. Anxiety. Uh, you know, all of that. He, I, I, he tells the story. He's, he says his little, I don't know, 8, 10, 12-year-old kid, he says he got on his knee and says, I'm having a hard problem. Jesus, I love you. I, I, I'm a follower of you. And, and my dad taught me to pray to you, and he taught me how to rebuke the enemy and resist him. And so power, the devil, you got to leave. I'm trying to get a good night's sleep tonight, and you got to go in the name of Jesus. Goodbye. <laughs> and he's, he's, he, Chip, that's James 4 7. That's four. James 4 7. And he, he's, Submit, resist, flee. Yep. yep. And, and he out loud, that's what he did. So we're going to take a break, come back, two more segments to talk more about spiritual warfare and the family here on Solid Steps Radio. We want to thank Louisville Podcast Studios. There's not a better place in Louisville to do a podcast than Louisville Podcast Studios. Their website is podlu.com, P-O-D-L-O-U.com. Remember that idea you've had? It'd be a good idea to do a podcast. You need to reach out to podlu.com and say, hey, I want it is surprisingly affordable. I'm telling you, you're going to be able to spend a little bit of money to get a whole lot, more than you would think for the value. So if you want to have a great looking and great sounding podcast, podlu.com. Bright Star Home Care, if you've got somebody who you love who needs in-home care one day a week or 24-7, brightstarcare.com. And then Dan Hart Financial, if you need to retire, want to talk about retirement, different aspects of retirement. My dad was talking to Dan Hart recently about some retirement uh, options. And so Dan Hart is a great place to go do all of that. First two segments of today's show, we talked about some things that need to do from the beginning to teach your kids on the way they're supposed to go to be spiritual, healthy, spiritually healthy when it comes to spiritual warfare and the enemy. So now you talked, we talked about something on the break. Probably the top button of all of spiritual warfare, if you could get, if you have to get one thing right, what's that one thing that people have to get right? Well, I think, I, I, you know, their identity in Christ. Right. And so we, we have to tell our kids regularly, hey, you're a child of God. That's why we, it's our job to, to lead them to Christ, have them baptized, but that's just the very beginning. Help them now to walk with God, to walk with Jesus and remind them. They constantly be reminded and be taught that you're salt of the earth, that you are the light of the world, that you're a child of God, that you are a minister of reconciliation, that you have been bought with a price, that you are a member of Christ's body, that you are a saint, that you, all of those things are true of your kids as they trust and walk with Jesus. And the enemy is going to try to just undo that with the with the world, and he's going to tempt them in a variety of different ways. And you got to talk to them about that. You, they they need to be they need to be reminded uh, that they can approach God with any with any any time, any place, uh, um, any moment. That God is a God of ever being ever present, 
and that uh, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. It's not, it's not our own strength. And just remind them that that's who they are. You've got um, a little piece of paper in front of you, a little booklet here that you know very well. And it's a little practical exercise that mm. you can teach your kids to do. Just walk through what, what you're reading in front of you here. Uh, I have it right in front of me, and you can get this resource uh, in F- Freedom in Christ Ministries. And um, I have used this, Chad. You have used, I've used this for decades. Mm-hmm. Um, I renounce the lie that I am rejected. I'm unloved or shameful because in Christ I am accepted. God says I'm God's child. I'm Christ's friend that I have been justified. I've been made right with God through Jesus. I am united with the Lord, and I'm one spirit with him. I've been bought with a price. I'm a member of Christ's body. I'm a saint. I've been adopted as God's child. And this is who we are as children of God, and we have to communicate this and model this and teach this to our kids, to our children. Here's another one. I, I renounce the lie that I am guilty, unprotected. I'm alone or abandoned. No, in Christ, I am secure. God says, I am free from condemnation. I am assured that all things work together for good. That's true. All things work together for good. I am free from any condemning charges against me. I cannot be separated from the love of the Lord God. I've been established, anointed, and sealed by God. I am confident that the good work that God has begun in me, that he will complete it. Um, I'm a citizen of heaven. I'm not a, I'm not, I don't just walk on this earth. No, I'm a citizen of heaven, and I am eagerly awaiting a Savior from there. Now, everything you just read me, if you really want to just read through it out loud, it may take you less than five minutes. Mm-hmm. But something like this, first off, is good for adults, mm. let alone to teach our kids. And so whatever you're putting in your mind. Chad, most adults don't know this. Yes, and they don't live their life with that truth. So one of the best things you can do, moms and dads, uh, dads we're talking about you all specifically, is believe these things, read these things, have these resources. And I've given something like this to my kids before and said, hey, in your quiet time, just read this out loud. It takes you about five minutes. And those things are truths that we know. Now, let's just say um, that your child, you have, some people have, have not done this from the beginning in their child's lives. Some people have, okay? We know people who have raised their kids in Christian homes, and what I'm going at in the next question, whether you've raised your kids to follow Jesus or you've never had a conversation with them about Christ, this can happen, what we're talking about, to any child. Let's talk about the children whose curiosity to darkness and to the world has gotten the best of them. And they have looked at, watched, or participated in something the Bible talks as, as darkness. And they've participated in those things. Maybe not just even one little time. We're talking about things like, and this is very dismissive to many people, Ouija boards, seances, um, any kind of spiritual games. Eight ball, black magic. That is a mainstream to many people. Witches have made a huge comeback. <laughs> okay. White witches, dark witches, whatever. Spiritual darkness has taken many different forms. What do you do to the, to the parent, talk to the dad or mom, who says, my child has participated in these things, and not just one time, 
but they are now gone down a road of participating in them. Talk to that parent because about warning them of how where it can go. And then we're going to talk a little bit about, well, they've gone there and now they've gotten in a lot darker places than they ever imagined. How do you get out? I, you know, it, it didn't happen overnight. So many times it's not going to be, you know, made better overnight. Mm-hmm. So we have to, but, but we have to go, I mean, we have to go broken before the Lord and go, Lord, first of all, I need your help and power and grace and give me wisdom to know how to talk to my son or my, or my daughter who's involved in this level of darkness. And, and then, and then you have to go talk to them and you have to, you know, my, my good uh, buddy, and friend says, you know, when it's when it's strep throat, it's strep throat. When it's cancer, you, it's cancer. And if if you are going down when it's when it's really serious, when it's you know they're in in some serious darkness, you you got to treat it like it's cancer. You you go after it, and you got to be proactive. And it's going to be could be all consuming, and you you're going to have to teach and and train and go after your son or, or your daughter and um, go full bore. You're going to have to get other people involved to pray. If you, if you need um, some expert help, go, go get expert help. If the kids go, Mom, this is not a big deal, mm-hmm. what, what does a parent need to say to them and explain to them why it's a big deal, not to, to play footsie with this stuff? Yeah, I, I think you show them examples of what it leads to, and you, 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 you share um, some scary stories, um, that, uh, I, I'm, I mean, being a pastor for 30 plus years, one of the things that I have been exposed to, nothing surprises me anymore because I've been, I've, I've ministered to and talked with people who have done everything you can imagine almost. And, and I would go home and, and, and talk to my kids about that and the destruction and the absolute devastation that can happen when you go down this road, whether it be alcohol or drugs or powers of darkness uh, kind of stuff, seances and witchcraft and um, uh, sexual perversion and um, any of that. Talk to your kids about that, those kinds of things and where it will lead to. What does the Bible say about black magic? sorcery things of that nature what does it stand on that it's uh, it's demonic mm-hmm. it's 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 needs to be completely um you know you run away from that you you don't you don't allow curiosity you know oh, i'm kind of curious about that man that's that's like interesting there's power in that yeah there is power in that and uh it's it's not good power. It's negative power. It's evil power. Mm-hmm. It's from the powers of darkness. Right. And uh, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So the person who says, now look, Kurt, I know you're a pastor and you get paid for all this, <laughs> but you're getting a little bit over the top here because just because my daughter participated in a game with the mother high school kids at an overnight, does that mean now she's headed for hell and, and her salvation is gone? What is somebody? What do you say to somebody who says, hey, Come on, is it that big of a deal? You've said that a little bit, but let's say that their child has done this and a door has been opened. Is that what you're hinting at? That, hey, look, doors can be opened that we didn't ever want to have open. And, and yeah, and, and the enemy is always looking for doors to be opened and he's looking for ways to influence us. And uh, let me just tell you just a real quick story, but I think it's going to have to be at the next segment. <laughs> 
Well, I think um, that we're going to take a break and we'll come back and talk more about how we do this with our kids here on Solid Steps Radio. Go to our Facebook page, Solid Steps Radio, and you can see a list of all of our past shows listed in order in entirety. Thanks to our sponsors, Commercial Free, like Southern Smoke Catering Barbecue. The website is Southern Smoke BBQ Catering KY.com. And they make some of the best catering barbecue you'll ever find. I highly recommend the mac and cheese. <laughs> but if you're having an, uh, an event and you've got 10 people, 20 people, 200 people call Southern Smoke Catering. Iroquois Family Cosmetic Dentistry, Dr. Eric Veal and his crew will take care of your teeth and everything you need to know about your uh, dental health. And then uh, Veritech Generator. If you need a generator for your home or business, uh, Veritech Generators will take care of you in regards to maintenance and or installation. Now, our last segment, Kurt, we were talking about, and time flew by on that last segment. I was so enthralled. I was like looking up and going, wait a minute. We were out of time. We were talking about, at the end of that segment, how kids need to stay away from the things that appear to be okay and harmless but are really dark. And it won't be a matter of if they say this chant at an overnight, then all of a sudden now they're demon-possessed. That's probably not the reality. It's a it's, slow fade. It's subtle. Now, we, we know of a names have been changed to protect the innocent, but we know some people who we love very much. Christian home, a committed Christian. And so this is not somebody who's dabbling in Christianity. But they had a child, and they were dabbling in and having, out of curiosity with some other kids, doing a spiritual game. And that game was about summoning, I believe, darkness. Yeah, darkness, uh, eight ball, uh um, so they played a spiritual game and talk about what happened over a course of time with this child. There were some other dynamics of they, they moved into a new home. This home had some history of some serious darkness to it. Uh, I think that also played a part, but this, this young girl, um, unbeknownst to mom and dad and mom and dad love the Lord, love Jesus. And this home is a Christ centered home. And this just goes to show you how the enemy works. But there was an opportunity, um, where, um, demonic, uh, influence darkness was in the presence of this girl in her, in her bedroom. And it continued to, um, she would just be incredibly afraid, so much afraid that she wouldn't talk to her mom and dad about it. Mm. And she she began to just partake in activities. Uh, she would st- she was doing some stealing. She was doing some cheating. She was doing some. Uh, she was lying, and that was continuing to multiply. And the mom and dad are recognizing things are not quite right. This child is acting out in a way that's out of character for this this child. This yes. all of a sudden, right? Yes, okay. and and moms and dads that we have to watch our kids and be aware and be in tune with them. We cannot go on autopilot. We have to be alert, as the Bible says. We have to be on guard. We have to be standing firm, and a part of that is watching our kids and being in tune with what's going on with our kids, and you know to to see what happened. Um, 
uh, you know, I, I, I got involved with this family and started to help them and started walking through uh, James 4, 7, going throughout their home. We anointed their home with oil. We, we submitted to God. We resisted the devil. And I said, I'm, I'm anticipating that this darkness and this presence is going to leave. And it didn't. So if somebody says, okay, my child is involved in some dark things, they have now come to me clean and said, hey, I've been doing this stuff behind your back. And now, so your first step was, let's go into the home and sit down as a family, correct? I mean, that was kind of the- Yes. Okay. So for the people who, you know, you don't do door to door on everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Some You're mm-hmm. talking to the dads. Hey, dads, what do they need to do? What would be the first step for a dad who's hearing that his child, son or daughter, is involved in doing some dark things behind their back, and now the door has been opened to some- demonic oppression and a lot of temptation to do stuff, what would be the first thing you tell the dad to do? The first thing I would have the dad do is um, if there's any sin in his own life that has not been confessed, it has to begin with you, dad, and you confess your own sin to uh, either a godly, another man, to your pastor, to, um, to your wife, and then you go to the, to the son or daughter and you as appropriate, you confess any sin to them, and you then you want them to confess their sin. Um, the enemy has power when there's unconfessed sin. Um, unconfessed sin gives him a lot of rope to work with, and it gives him influence, and he he it 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 allows him to work in ways where when we confess and we renounce, and we acknowledge our sin, and we do that out loud, it, he loses all his gripping power. So really that sounds like submission to the Lord, because yeah. you're submitting to the Lord, I'm yeah. coming to you sinful, Absolutely. here's my sins. Now your, their sins didn't cause the problem, but you're coming to the, uh, your sin. The dad's sin didn't cause the problem for that child necessarily to do those things, but if you want to come clean before the Lord, you want to submit to him really well. Part of submitting to the Lord is confessing your sins to him. Say, Absolutely. hey, I'm not coming to you with, with I've got some sin in my life, we all do, to confess. Okay, so the dad needs to get really humble before the Lord. That's another thing. It humbles somebody to confess their own sin. Big time. So, to, so submit is to humble yourself, confess your sin. Now what are we doing? Next step. Uh, then you, know, you do that with your, with your child. Okay. You, you want your child to begin to confess. And, and that's what happened to this young girl. She, over, to, over a period of time, mom and dad are continuing to work with her, continuing to pastor her. That's what we do as dads. We pastor our kids. And you say, no, that's the pastor's job. No, 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 that's your job. And he began to, uh, they, they were pastoring and loving and discipling their girl, and pretty soon she came out, and it was open. She said, Daddy, I've been lying, I've been cheating, I've been stealing, I've, I've been, I have, and that was the break. So in other words, she was a little put standoffish, possibly. I'm not, yes, yes. She was not admitting, she wasn't really participating in this nearly as much. So it was one of those things that she was kind of like, oh, whatever. But then all of a sudden, confession started to come yes. from her. Okay. Yes. So now she's starting to get on board and saying, I have been doing things I should not be doing. And once, once she confessed and once she acknowledged and mom and dad, and then we, we went in one more time to anoint the home with oil. We prayed over it. We submitted out, out loud and resisted the devil and the, the, the darkness and the presence 
has been gone. How long had that been going on before that? For months. Months of. For, now, I, she, think, I think upwards of uh, six, eight, nine months, I think. And, and she was seeing things. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. See, okay. And a lot of times kids will not, they will not, they won't say this because they're embarrassed, ashamed, whatever, that they there are things they could see, hear, experience that are just so crazy to the world that they don't, they're too embarrassed to say anything. Right. But then this came to a light and then there was some confession. So when the confession started to happen between everybody, everybody started, started to submit. What do they needed to do to kind of walk away from that darkness? What did, what did you recommend? Then they, then they need to actively resist and resist means in, in first uh, Peter chapter five and James chapter four, verse seven, it says, resist the devil. And it means oppose. It's stand against. It, it, mean, it doesn't mean uh, passivity. It means you're being proactive and you are resisting the powers of darkness. And you do that typically verbally. Right. And you just say, powers of darkness, you have no right in this home. We have been bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. We are children of the Most High God, and we command you in the name of Jesus, in the authority of Jesus, and the power of Jesus, you must leave. And that wasn't a one-time thing as much as it was it began to be a way of life for this family, right? They, it was a one-time deal, but it, it needs to be an ongoing practice for right. the Christian community. Right. So that was a real-life example, and there are more of those out there. Some of them don't even want to admit it, but your kids, whether you're 6 or 16, they're going to be susceptible to this world, and it's more subtle than dark. And it's, it's subtle, and it doesn't appear to be so overwhelming. And if, kind of finalizing here, what else would you say to families to kind of keep their um, keep their feet on solid ground. Yeah, I, I just be on your guard. The Bible is is clear. Be on your guard. Be alert. Be attentive, and be men and women who pray. And so, how about we pray? Go for it, Lord God. Would you protect us by your name and by your power and by your authority? Protect us from the evil one. Help us not to be unaware of his schemes. Help us to be alert, and help us not to be afraid. We have authority in the Lord Jesus Christ because you live in us. So help us to live that out. And we pray this in your strong and powerful and holy name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Solid Steps Radio. Pass this along to someone else who needs to hear it. And thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio.